This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, March 16th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Hip picked his top lawyer at USDA. House Dems look to block sequestration and higher prices shape planting intentions. Native American lawyer Janie Hip tapped to be USDA general counsel. Janie Sims Hip, a member of the Chicksaw Nation and head of the Native American Agriculture Fund, will be nominated as general counsel at the Agriculture Department, the White House has announced. Have the utmost confidence and respect for Janie, Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack said, noting she served as his senior advisor for tribal affairs and then as director of USDA's Office of Tribal Relations in the Obama administration. HIP also has been national program leader for farm financial management, trade adjustment assistance, risk management education, and the beginning farmer and rancher development programs at USDA's National Institute for Food and Agriculture. Holland confirmed as Interior Secretary. New Mexico Representative Deb Holland was confirmed as Interior Secretary by the Senate last night on a 51 to 40 vote, with four Republicans joining 47 Democrats to support her nomination. Republican Senators Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, Susan Collins of Maine, Lisa Murkowski and Dan Sullivan of Alaska supporting Holland to run the Interior Department. She'll be the first Native American in a cabinet post. Now here's a reminder. You still have time to register for the 2021 AgriPulse Ag and Food Policy Summit. You'll hear from some of the industry's top minds as they discuss climate risks, rewards, and uncertainties during this virtual event. This year's summit will feature three half-day sessions, Monday morning, March 22nd, and in the afternoon on Tuesday and Wednesday, March 23rd and 24th. You can register right now at agripulse.com. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. House Dems look to block sequestration. House Democratic leaders are teeing up a debate this week on a bill to block the massive across-the-board spending cuts as a result of the newly enacted $1.9 trillion economic stimulus package. Congress has to act to waive the PAYGO rules that would require the budget sequestration reductions that would hit Farm Bill programs, as well as many other areas of the government. Getting the bill through the House shouldn't be a problem, but the measure will need at least 10 Republican votes to pass the Senate. Democratic leaders are likely to have to insert the waiver into a must-pass bill, as was done after the 2017 tax bill. Higher prices shape planting intentions. 
A planting intention survey across 29 states suggests higher commodity prices are contributing to farmers planting more corn and soybean acres this year. Allendale Incorporated released a report yesterday suggesting farmers will plant 92.8 million acres of corn this year, up 2 million from last year. The company expects 90.3 million acres of soybeans to be planted, which is 7.2 million acres more than in the 2020 crop. We are drawing in acres that have not been in production in recent years. In other words, high prices are encouraging some type of production increase. That the word of Allendale Chief Strategist Rich Nelson during a webinar. However, in terms of the farm balance sheet, he said the numbers don't change the general situation that dramatically. The grain marketing farm estimates wheat acreage at 46.4 million acres, up 2.1 million over the last year. All expectations slightly higher than the USDA's Ag Outlook Forum predictions. The department will release its prospective plantings report on March 31st. Mexico's chicken imports seen recovering this year. While Mexico's overall chicken imports were declining during the pandemic, its purchases from the U.S. rose, and that business is expected to pick up again this year. That according to a new analysis by the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. Mexico's gross domestic product dropped by 8.5% last year, but the country also did not renew a tariff rate quota for Brazilian chicken. The U.S. took advantage of that, pushing its 87% market share up to 95%. Mexico's economy is expected to begin recovering this year. Overall chicken imports are expected to rise to 860,000 metric tons, up from 842,000 last year. U.S. rice sales pick up at Costco stores in Japan. Where's the best place to find U.S. rice in Japan? It might just be at one of the 28 Costco big box stores in the country. The USA Rice Federation says it has been doubling down on promotional efforts in Japan and taking advantage of a special tender system that allows U.S. origin rice to reach the Japanese consumer. Costco's use of the tendering system in 2020 grew by 83%, paving the way for the first U.S. exports of 5-kilogram packages of rice milled in the U.S. for direct sale to consumers in Japan. Meanwhile, shoppers at Costco are being pitched on the new U.S. rice products and encouraged, quote, to actually sample U.S.-grown rice, according to Jim Gwynn, USA Rice Director of Asia Promotion Programs. Monsanto appealing Bader Farms' decision. Monsanto is appealing a district court ruling that ordered the company, owned by Bayer, to pay $75 million in compensatory and punitive damages for damage caused by Extendamax, that the company's dicamba herbicide, to peach trees at Missouri's Bader Farms. Summarizing its brief, the company said the court, quote, did not require that the plaintiff, 
prove that it was Extendamax that actually caused Bader Farms' alleged damages, and it allowed the jury to find Monsanto liable for third parties' illegal spraying of herbicides not manufactured or sold by Monsanto prior to and after the release of Extendamax. The trial court also erred in the legal standards it applied in upholding the excessive compensatory and punitive damages, the company said. APHIS seeks to gather data on antimicrobial use and resistance in broilers. The Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service plans to conduct a study measuring and tracking antimicrobial use and resistance in the nation's broiler chickens. In a Federal Register notice published today, APHIS said it will evaluate the relationship between antimicrobial use and resistance measured in select bacterial species. It will quantify antimicrobial resistance genes in the litter of sample broiler farms, and it will examine the relationship between these quantities and antimicrobial use patterns. APHIS is asking the Office of Management and Budget to approve its request to collect the information which is being conducted through a cooperative agreement with the University of Minnesota. Here's today's She Said It. My colleagues should know that Representative Holland was named the most bipartisan House freshman in the last Congress. If that's what a hardline and ideologue looks like, Maybe we should all aspire to the role model that Deb Holland provides. That Minnesota Democratic Senator Tina Smith addressing criticism of the Interior Secretary nominee before her confirmation vote. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, March 16th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak... I'm Jeff Daly.